Yo, what is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Big Four Podcast. I am your host, Luke Spring, and uh, I'm not with your usual. I'm just with Andrew today. It's just Andrew. Half half the Big Four bailed out. Uh, it's just Andrew. So, Andrew, how you doing today? Um, I'm doing pretty solid. Um, you know, got to. I was I was fortunate enough to listen to the last pod on my way to work. Um, fortunate. Great it was. Word, it was great word. Yeah. Um, got Chick Fil A for lunch. It's always good. Um, stacked up on six um sweet and spicy sriracha sauces. Ah, um, dang best, it! I it's the best freaking, sauce at Chick Fil A. I forgot. I was at Chick Fil A Monday night coming back. And I remember you saying that, and I forgot. God dang it. It's because so I, good. I remember it's you such ta- a good sauce. And it sounded yeah. good. Fudge. Dang it, man. All yeah. right, whatever. It's the it's the uh it's the green one. It's green. Yeah, it's, that it's, doesn't make sense well, at all. Oh, no, it's the sauce isn't green, but okay. like the cover is green. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that, again, it's, doesn't it's make the sense. Best sauce right, what's, wait, because what's is. the red? Is red already taken? I'm I mean red just probably be, just like here. ketchup or something. What are, yeah, would it be ketchup here? I'm gonna start an imaginary order just so I can see. Okay. But Watch dang it, I'm actually upset me. because I, I I'm actually meant to get that, but I forgot. No. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, I got you we'll, anyways. We'll, we'll go we'll go dine in for this one. Okay. Doesn't matter. Why not? Why not? Uh, and while Andrew's no. looking up that, uh you can always follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Four underscore podcast. Oh, we're your number two source for all things sports. If you know, you know. Uh, go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at, at the Big Four underscore podcast. Nikki Finger Cannons uh, is very dormant right now on Twitter. So if you don't find anything, I know. Remember when he said that he was back? Yeah, he lied. He he's, he's never gonna he's come back. back. He's back. He hasn't been. And also, the red one is barbecue sauce. Oh, okay. Um, so all right. Which okay. crisis averted. But yeah, it's and the it best is sauce green. in Chick-fil-A. It's yes, it's the little green label. The okay. sauce is actually like a dark red, maybe a maroon. Okay. That um, would make sense. But yes. Yeah. But yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna have to remember that next time because I, I I'm I'm mad that I forgot. Um, but regardless, uh we are it's just us two. Uh this is the first time I can't remember the last time it was just a double pot like half our half the, the podcast hosts have not been here. Um, um very reminiscent of fifth, fifth quarters. quarters yep <laughs> yeah those yep. that was an that was an era that was an era um yep. but this is not a fifth quarter we're not specifically focusing on one game this is just a regular episode where half of our co-hosts decided to uh to bail um but that this is that brian's is, first miss pod that is true always, if you don't count fifth quarters, which don't count yeah yeah, if he he was always boasting, oh, I've never missed a pod. Like, well, no, now he done. has. Your, yeah, your streak of what a hundred and something is over. Well, I mean, no one's gonna beat Nick's record, but um, <laughs> yeah, his, yeah, that's very true. His streak, his streak is gone. Um, <laughs> so yeah, episode I mean, yeah one eleven. Yeah, I, I mean, no Nick. That's that's typical. I, I mean, I wouldn't say typical. He has been on a few a few times recently, but no Brian. Um, if so, if you're looking for some extensive Patriots talk with interruptions every 30 seconds about a uh, Celtics preseason game, this isn't the episode for you. Um, if you, for some reason, don't, uh, don't enjoy that, um, then you'll enjoy this one because we're, we're not going to really talk about that. Like there's no need 
Uh, I, I'm sure next week when the Celtics have their first game of the season, we are going to hear all about them. Uh, so we won't yeah. talk about them at all. Um, and then we'll keep it short on the Patriots because um, unlike a certain co-host, we like to talk about the other 29 <laughs> teams in the NFL. Um, 31. So I guess 31 teams. Did I say 29? Whatever. Yeah, you did. Freaking NFL <laughs> should have 30. Um, yeah, the other yeah, 31 they, teams. They should have they gotten rid of the both teams just, participating just, in the Thursday night game. Yeah, just get rid of just get rid of Indy and Denver. Get yeah, rid just of get them. rid of so no, Indy's fine. Get rid of Denver and Jacksonville. Even Jacksonville, even though Jacksonville's been all right this season, it's, it's just the Jaguars. There aren't any Jaguars. Yeah, the freaking Jags. Um, but we can start. Um, uh, let's just start with the Patriots. Just get them out of the way. Um, uh, not really much to talk about. I mean, they played the Lions. Uh, Jared Goff yeah. looked like normal Jared Goff. He had been playing really well, surprisingly, uh, throughout the first four games of the year. Didn't wasn't he like top five in passing yards or something like that? He still might be. Up yeah, there, but something. Yeah, ridiculous like that. And they were, and the Lions were the best offense in the league. Yeah. I mean, they were one Which... and three, but still yeah well it's because they had statistically the best offense and statistically the worst defense so really that's funny yeah they Um, they averaged like 430 yards per game and then like 430 maybe 420 yards against per game so yeah i mean it does help um when you i mean they played seattle who stinks they played washington who stinks they played the vikings who were up and down so i mean they haven't really played anyone the only game they've really played or the only team they've really played is is philly uh, who dropped 38 on them um so yeah they they haven't played any legit teams um yeah. not saying the patriots aren't legit but like who knows whatever um then yeah, they get but... that they i mean they get dallas then miami then green bay and then they have buffalo later on so they'll play their legit teams they they are just putting up points against these bad teams yeah, and this is exactly what happened when they played a, a really good defense, obviously, in New England. Uh, Matt Judon played a really good game. Obviously, Jack Jones, he's been great in the two games that he started. Um, a lot of great things to take away from the defense. Um, I was actually listening to a podcast about us trashing the Kyle Duggar uh, pick, and oh, yeah. I now, revo- out I now really revoke that. Well. I now revoke that because he's great. Um, I mean, no, no one ever responds well when you when you use a what was he second round or third round? Second, I Something can't remember. Like, no, no one's gonna yeah. respond well when you use a, a high draft pick on a division two player. But I mean, yeah. they saw something in him, and it, again, it worked out. So yeah, he's had he's yeah. had a really good start to his career. Um, he's not like a, a pro bowl or anything, but he's definitely panned out better than a lot of people thought a, a division two player would pan out. Yeah, for sure. And then obviously on the offensive side, it was good to see them put up points. Obviously there were a lot of field goals and a defensive touchdown, um, but it was good to see Zappy move the ball. Um, it was obviously great. Obviously when uh, Damian Harris went down, Mondre Stevenson, obviously, um, you know, put the offense on his back and, um, 160 170 yards um so he was great um i think one thing that really helped out the new england offense was 
big shout out to Matt Patricia because he's been getting a lot of hate and it kind of, he kind of deserves it. Um, <laughs> but he changed up looks pretty well because basically for the first four weeks of the season, if the Patriots were in shotgun, they were throwing the ball and mm-hmm. they ran a whole lot more out of shotgun. It kind of, um, they used a bunch of different uh, formations. Um, they just ran different plays in different formations and it really worked out, opened up a lot of stuff. And, you know, Zappy had a great day. It was, it just, the offense kept it simple for him. Um, obviously it helps when you're playing the worst defense in the league mm-hmm. in your first ever start, but overall he, he handled it about as well as we wanted him to. So oh, yeah. I don't really have any complaints. That's I was confused when you said really first it. ever. St- I was confused when you first when you said first ever start, but I forgot yeah. that he didn't start that Green Bay game, even though he played yeah. three and a half quarters. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah, might as well have been a start. But yeah, it uh, really was. I mean, and yeah. even in Lam- in Lambo, like you're not going to get a, a better environment. Uh, to- on the road than that but yeah so yeah his his technical first start um his second you know i'm gonna count it as a second full game um, yeah but yeah he he looked he looks fine um again it was it was the lions um and it, it and i'm a i'm a red zone watcher so it it didn't really appear on red zone that much because it wasn't exactly a blockbuster yeah. game um yeah. so i didn't get to see a ton of it but just looking at you know Normal stats, Sappy had an all right game. Uh, Ramondre had a, had a really good game, 161, 6.4 average. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not really much to take away other than the line stink um, in that game. Um, yeah. And that's it for Patriots. Again, like I told you, if you are into the in-depth Patriots uh, analysis, um, where Brian go listen uh, to the last one <laughs> where Brian essentially reads off the entire roster for about 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> then this isn't the episode for you uh, tune in next week and he'll probably have it for you. Um, but we're going to move on to two other games because there are other teams that um, played baseball, baseball games. What the heck played football games um, throughout the week. And um there's a there's a few avenues we could go down first of all we so we record our podcast on wednesday so um we don't really get to go back to the thursday night games but i'm going to go back to this one specifically um just because of how horrible it was and unfortunately it's been a recurring theme of um prime tim games not being very good this year uh the monday night game was good Raiders Chiefs was good. Um, and then same with Sunday night, Ravens, Bengals. But I mean, last week, Niners, Rams, Niners just handled the Rams. Bengals, Dolphins was a, a weird game. Um, Broncos, Niners, Broncos keep like, ugh. The, they got to take just, them off primetime. Honestly, Seriously. bro. Like, I, I understand that they, you know, they got Russell Wilson in the offseason, who's sub, I mean, I don't even know anymore, but was regarded on the track to, to becoming a Hall of Fame quarterback. And, you know, whenever you get someone like that, your team is probably going to get better or at least should get better. Uh, but were, weren't they in – were they a thir- third place, fourth place last year in the 
did they come last in the AFC West last year? Yeah, yeah, they were last. Like, like, what are we doing? They, they, they were a last place team last year. I don't know why they were were given so many primetime games. Um, I'm not sure if they have any more. I hope they don't have any more. Um, I'm gonna check right now. Uh, uh, what the heck they play? Oh, they have a London game, which again, that doesn't really matter. They have one more. Uh, what's what's the what's the eleventh of December? But they play at eight twenty, so that's a a prime time game. I would assume it's Sunday night. That's a Sunday. So they have one more Sunday night game against Kansas City. Um, oh, that's gonna be a blowout. Yeah, so goodness. that one's not gonna be that good. Um, so it looks like they're off prime time for a while um uh, which is which is good but yeah i don't understand why are we putting teams that finished last on prime time so often there, there's just no need you don't see the jets in prime time <laughs> they just even have a prime time game is that a rule in the nfl do you have to have a prime time game i think you have to i play um, oh geez blockbuster alert get your calendars out ladies and gentlemen december 22nd at 8 15 p.m what day is that is that a, is that a sunday the heck is december 22nd yeah sunday no that's not sunday oh that's gonna be a thursday thursday, thursday night yeah. football jaguars in new york <laughs> Jets. oh my god incoming uh yeah let's talk about let's talk about the upcoming thursday night game commanders bears oh jesus like come on <laughs> like yeah. that that has one o'clock written all over it I don't just know. blend it in with nine other games. Just it's it'll hide in the corner while another good matchup could be played. And well, I so mean, I'm I'm gonna be fair to the NFL. Colts Broncos. If you told me at the beginning of the year, Colts Broncos, it's like, ooh, all right, two teams that didn't make the playoffs last year, but they added quarterbacks that could push them over the edge. Matt Ryan is was a former MVP. He's added to the Colts. You think, you know, the Colts barely missed the playoffs, even though they, they shouldn't have because they shouldn't have lost the to Jacksonville in that last game, right? Is, or am I getting my teams? Yeah, up? no, no, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so they 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 should have been a playoff team. Um, Instead, they lost to Jacksonville in the last game of the year. And then the Broncos, yeah, they were in last, but they're in last in a really good division and they have weapons and, and you're adding Russell Wilson, who is, shown in the past not i guess the recent past in the past past that he's been a really good quarterback um and well i was going to say could be an mvp but hasn't received an mvp vote which my mind is a little wild because he has been good in the past uh so looking at that matchup at the beginning of the year you're like oh that could be an intriguing matchup and then both teams through their first four weeks stink um which makes for a, a really really bad uh, primetime game there. Yeah, because I mean, when you look at the two teams, obviously, of the two new quarterbacks and new systems, you have two really good running backs. Uh, one decided not to show up and one was hurt. So, and then you also have some pretty young, skilled wide receivers in Cortland Sutton and Michael Pittman Jr. Um, and you also have really good corners on both teams between Gilmore and uh, Sertan. But, you know, all those matchups aside, the teams just haven't lived up to what they've wanted to be and what we thought they would be. And uh, now they both only have what one or two, two wins on the, on the year. Uh, I think they're yeah, both. Indy's two, two and one in Denver's yeah. two and three. Two so. and, three. Yeah, and Denver really gave, handed Vegas their only win of the year. Yeah. Which is, 
the AFC West has been really weird. We everyone thought it was going to be the best division of football. Um, it's still really good. I don't know if I'd say it's the best division of football because the Raiders and Broncos have been underwhelming, but it is a really good, um, really good division. Ooh, I, I'll be Brian right now. Freaking Bruins up one nothing. Be freaking Bruins. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I take them. I'm not gonna commentate them. I'm trying to freaking get this freaking Braves Phillies game. I don't know how to get it. Um, yeah. so I'm I'm but, re- I'm referring to uh, ESPN or Fox Deportes right now. But I haven't muted, so it doesn't matter. visuals are still the same. yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, those teams have been underwhelming. But I mean, the Raiders did play fairly well, um, on Monday night. You know, the A they did end up losing Patrick Mahomes um was sensational. Travis Kelsey, twenty-seven yards and four touchdowns is ridiculous. Hold on, I'm just I'm just gonna say it, bro. <laughs> I don't know. We forget well at least I did for a little bit. Um, all the issues the Raiders had off the field last year. Um, and then Devontae Adams joins the Raiders and gets uh, charges pressed on him because he pushes someone. Uh, I don't know what it is about going to the Raiders or going to Las Vegas that makes people do these things, but yeah. what the heck? Like, I don't, I don't get it. I know. Like, like it's, it's crazy. Adams, um, his entire career has just been a show up, play really good football, and leave. And now he's just tied up into, you know, legal BS and, like, what whatever goes on in the Las Vegas Raiders uh locker room or uh when they bring people in, something happens because I, I don't know what it is. Cause they, they had so many issues last year. They're a bad yeah. team, which isn't an off the field issue, but now you have this thing with Devontae at like I don't know what's going on. I d I don't. It it makes no sense to me. Yeah. I will say I'm gonna be Brian here as well that McDaniels is probably going to get fired and he's going to be right back in his home in New England. Um, I wouldn't say as early as Brian said, um, but probably next year. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he'll be back because I don't know. Yeah. Vegas is just so weird. I mean, obviously I feel like it's been everyone except for Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro. Those are the two guys they can't break. Um, but I mean, even though Chandler even Jones though Hunter, been... yeah, even though Hunter Renfro, who like n- has never fumbled in his life before, coughed up two against Arizona, and like I know yeah. that's not an off the field issue, but that's an on the field issue, and has that caused directly caused them to lose yeah. that game. So uh, I don't. And know. he There's ran stuff... it straight into Devonte Adams on fourth. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like who the like Josh McDaniels. Right, I mean, he offensive coordinator for the Pats. I, I know that's a stupid question, but yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. What kind of route scheme is that where you have two people running into each other? Like, what, did you did you write down the play and, and say, you know what, these people are uh, like, I, I don't understand that. I don't know what they're trying to do either. It looked like, like yeah. if you want to, if you want a crossing route, you do it at five to eight yards, maybe 10 if you're pushing. They were both like 20 yards downfield when they ran into each other. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. That didn't yeah. make any Who's sense. Who's making a cut 20 yards down the field? No. At that, at that point, just one just person, both of them. Both of them yeah. were making a cut at 20 yards. I don't understand that at, at all. At that point, you're just, you should, you should have been running straight for 
you know, 10 to 13 yards. Your break should have been from between, I mean, from seven to 14, I guess. That's really the deepest cut that you can make. And 14 is usually a comeback. Yeah, I was just bad overall. Uh, The game itself wasn't horrible. Like the the Raiders were in it. Um, they started off really well, like uh, that that sixty something yard uh, touchdown to Devontae Adams early, um, and they got a few stops. Um, but I mean, allowing four touchdowns to Kelsey is ridiculous. Um, I had I so I had in one of my five trillion leagues I'm in, I have Kelsey, and I needed him to get like forty something, so I was in a hole. Um, and I went to bed before this game ended and I wake up to a notification that says Kelsey four touchdowns and chiefs win or whatever. So I'm like, Oh sweet. I definitely won. Like if he had four touchdowns, there's no way he didn't score like 40 points. Yeah. And I wake up and I lost by like three because he had four touchdowns, but he only had seven catches for 25 yards. So like yeah. that, that to me made no sense, but I, I guess they only used him in the goal line. Um, and why not? He's a big target. But yeah, yeah. Up four touchdowns to the same same. Oh, uh, I guess I'll call him a receiver because he he doesn't really block that yeah, much. He's... Um, it is not that great. But again, the rate like keep saying it like the Raiders. Um, who else? I mean, I guess I guess the Chargers to an extent. Um, there's just these teams that I mean, the Chargers are three and two, so so that's fine. But you're just like. They played well, but they couldn't get over the hump. Like they played well for three and a half quarters, but the, like it, it's really been that for the the Raiders this year, which is unfortunate because I think they are a good team. Um, and I like Derek Carr. I think he's a very good quarterback who who's been underrated in his entire career. But at some point, you just got to finish games, and they have not been able to do that. One and four, and, and you just can't go every week saying no. They were they were close. You know, they played well for for this many quarters, like. They lost in overtime to the Cardinals, lost by five to the Chargers, lost by two to the Titans, lost by one to the Chiefs. Like at some point, you just gotta win some of those games, and and, and you'll be fine. But they just can't figure it out right now. Yeah, you can only have so many. Oh, we were really competitive. You know, moral victory. You can only have so many of those before it really just turns into just you win sick. the damn game. You know, Um, and honestly, I feel like that kind of has obviously this is a team that's better. Obviously, Um, the record shows it, but going down the line, um, actually, do they have a better record than they're one and four? Yeah, one and four. So, yeah, only one game better. Um, A team whose offense is extremely dull um who just lost this week to go to two and three is the rams it's oh, the rams look so it's bad. way it's very one di- one dimensional you have i mean alan robinson might as well not even be there um this. cooper cup is putting all 10 other people on his shoulders and yeah i'm pretty sure for um at least the time being now let's see hold on I think for at least the time being, it, Matthew Stafford led the league in interceptions, and I believe that he um, does again this year. Let me just check that real quick. Uh, Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford are tied with seven. So, yeah, he's 
him and who who tied him last I forget who tied him last year, but um yeah, this is the second year in a row that he is tied for first in picks. Um he's it's not a good side. They're not a very good offense, and I mean their defense on paper. I feel like the Rams defense on paper has always should have always been great, but they yeah. haven't. They, 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 really I feel didn't like lose anyone from last. Like yeah, the only notable guy I can think of is um well Von Miller, but they replaced yeah. him with Bobby Wagner, who I mean is very comparable. Like they're very, I mean, in terms of play style, they're very different. Von Miller rushes the edge a little bit more. while Bobby Wagner is more of a middle linebacker um, who who sits into coverage, but in terms of talent and, and um, yeah, I guess talent, uh, they're very comparable. Like you can replace them easy and it won't make that Mm -hmm. big of a difference. Yeah. But I mean, just this year so far, Von Miller is definitely, definitely having the better season Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because obviously you have, you know, a top two defensive player of all time in Aaron Donald. You have the best corner in the, in the league in Jalen Ramsey. Allegedly at this point. Yeah. He has not looked good. After week one, my goodness. Um, He got cooked by Diggs. Yes. I mean, it's, they got good names. They have big names, but and on paper that makes them look really good. But as a unit, they've always sort of underachieved what mm-hmm. they are supposed to be on paper. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's what the Rams are doing this year on offense as well. They're just kind of all that team's just kind of discombobulated. Um, they could they could really use Odell when he's healthy. I was just gonna say that. Uh, offensively and i don't think it's a like a direct correlation um but it definitely hurts them not having odell now i thought they would be fine because i thought alan robinson would step into that role and, and kind of be that odell um and make that happen he hasn't been that so far um at all um and i don't think it is all odell i think there are other things uh, you know, who knows what Matthew Stafford's arm actually is feeling like. I'm not making an excuse yeah. for him because uh, he had so much time to recover, but he did have that surgery over um, over the offseason, and he said he didn't really throw that much, which, again, isn't really an excuse. If you aren't ready, you shouldn't go. But, I mean, he clearly – he thought he was ready. McVay thought he was ready. Everyone thought he was ready, um, and, and he's been playing. But again, I don't, I, I don't think it's a hundred percent on Odell, but it, it is crazy to see, you know, how that is affecting them, um, and, and how good he really is. You know, people just re- wrote him off. You know, he was really good on the Giants. Went to Cleveland, didn't work out because he had Baker as his quarterback. And everyone's like, you know what, o- Odell's wash. He, he's not good anymore. And he comes to to L.A. And he's right back where he started with the Giants. And it, it really has, you know, even though they won that Super Bowl, I forget, did he he got injured in the Super Bowl, right? Not yeah. In, or yeah. Yeah, he so, got injured in it because he did he scored the first touchdown. He scored the first touchdown. They were rolling with him in the game. And then once that he he came out of the game, their offense kind of went stagnant. And ever since then, you know, even though they won the game. Ever since then, their offense hasn't really been the same. You yeah. know, it hasn't been dynamic it, at all. 
Yeah, because it all goes through Cooper Cup. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the biggest thing. Allen Robinson, he's struggled a lot against man, um, which is, you know, if you're a alleged top 20 receiver in the league and you can't beat man coverage, that's a huge problem. Obviously, Cam Akers week one was probably the biggest disappointment to, you know, the entire league and especially fantasy owners. Um, mm-hmm. And ever since then, it's just been super unbalanced. Um and they just can't really seem to figure it out. But it's it's weird. The the entire NFL is really weird because um, you have Philly now, who we didn't think was going to be this good. Nope. I thought that they were going to win the division at probably about 11, 11 wins, probably. Now I can see them winning 13. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. The Bills are the Bills. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. Um, I feel like that's going to be kind of what we get in the AFC. Obviously, mm-hmm. you can throw in, you know, the Ravens, the Bengals, if they get out of this uh, Super Bowl hangover that they're in. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, this, the AFC South is the most poverty. I mean, I would put them below the SEC. The AFC South is so bad. Yeah. So bad. I mean, if you pulled, if you pulled the – SEC's best players, I feel like they could beat Houston. <laughs> yeah, Houston, Houston's trash. Um, although they did get a win against Jacksonville. They did get their first win, but, it was, you know, it was against Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the NFL is weird. Other notable things, um, you know, again, Jaguars lost to, to Houston. Bills crushed the Steelers. Um, a lot of, you know, irrelevant games, Tennessee beat. Washington, but who cares? Chicago lost yeah. to Minnesota, but who cares? New Orleans beat Seattle, but who cares? Like a lot of games that didn't really matter. Um, the one thing though is what the heck is up with the New York football giants? Four and one. Oh they beat, my god, they beat Green Bay in uh in London, and Green Bay, I'm not gonna count the safety at the end. Uh Green Bay didn't score in the second half, which is yeah, unheard of really in the Aaron Rodgers era and really the Brett Favre. So it's really unheard of for about 40 years for Packers fans to go out entire half scoreless. Um, but the Giants yeah. look, I mean, Saquon looks back to, to rookie, uh, rookie year, Saquon, Penn State Saquon, um, Daniel Jones. Biggest thing with Daniel Jones right now, he is not turning the ball over. That's been his biggest, uh, his biggest, I guess down downside is, is turning that ball over um did, was it him or i think it might have been him with all the fumbles last year he had something like, like yeah double digit it's, fumbles it's, it's him him and carson wentz are the infamous fumblers wentz, right. yeah carson but wentz. it's it's it is both of them but yeah two two only two picks on the year he has three passing touchdowns but he's been really good running the ball yeah he he always has been um yeah he's he always kind yeah, of he been had seven he had seven fumbles last year he had 19 fumbles in 2019 oh my god that's ridiculous but yeah uh uh where am i looking oh i'm trying to look at passing interceptions wise he only has two on the season that is phenomenal again like yeah. you just alluded to only three passing touchdowns but when you're limiting the interceptions and the turnovers, that's really what has gotten them into trouble and him into trouble in the past. 
Um, you know, he's had uh, 12, 10, 7, 7 interceptions last year. That's not that bad. He only played 11 games. Um, but, you know, it, couple that with the fumbles. That that's not really good. He's only fumbled once this year, so he's only given the ball away three times in five games. Really, really good from from Daniel Jones. He's not going to give you three hundred yards in the air a game. Um, so if you can leave that, um, if you can let him, or if he can give you possessions where he won't give the ball away, then that's huge for the Giants, and that's kind of the biggest yeah. reason why they're winning games right now. Yeah, and I mean his completion percentage is right at sixty six point seven, so right around two thirds. Um, that's really what you want in a quarterback. Um, and Saquon has been huge for them. Obviously, he's been he's been a big part. And I mean, I feel like now Brian Dable is the clear cut coach of the year um, mm-hmm. through through uh, five weeks. Yes, definitely, definitely. And their defense has been pretty good. Their defense has, yeah, has stepped up. For sure. They have some guys. Dexter Lawrence has been really good. Um, Jalen Smith from from uh, Dallas has been good. Uh, they're, they just haven't been a good team. Now, do yeah. I think that it'll last? Probably not. I mean, they have, they have the Ravens. I, I mean, actually, looking at the schedule, who knows? They have Baltimore. But then they play Jacksonville, Seattle, Houston, Detroit. That's four winnable games, easily winnable games. But all four of those teams are bad. Dallas, who at that point should have Dak back, so they probably won't win that. But they still have two with Washington. Um, and they, and they tend have, to play. They tend to play Washington very well. Yeah, they have two against Washington. They have the Colts. And then, you know, they have two against the Eagles, which which will be tough. But they have two Washington, Colts, Seahawks, Detroit, Houston, Jacksonville. Like, that, so those are have, some They have cakes. seven more winnable games. Yeah. And if they um, win so that could five get them of them, to, that's nine yeah. wins. Yeah. That's nine. And, and, and maybe squeak out one. Um, maybe squeak out one of the Eagles games or, or beat Dallas yeah. or one of those other games. Like, they could have a double-digit win season, which is... I mean, Wild. they could, especially, especially against the Eagles in Week 18, because I mean, who knows um, where Philly's going to be? They could just be resting all their guys. They could have the one seed all mm-hmm. wrapped up at that point. So, you know, I mean, they could be, they could be chilling. But... They could be, they could be. That'd be that'd be crazy if the Giants get double digit wins. Who would have thought the yeah. NFC least turns into any NFC really I know. good? Like yeah, I, I don't it's, understand. It's that. crazy. It's kind of it weird. Sense. Um, I do want to talk some um, about something. Um, okay. Non-football related. Okay. And it's been a on a lot of. It's been basically the talk of the town. Um, the talk of the town. <laughs> the talk of the town. Uh, basically the entire world about okay. this freak of an athlete who's like seven foot four. I mean, Mr. Victor, Victor Webinyama. Yeah, yeah, dude, that dude is ridiculous. The tanking this year is going to be so he, obvious. I think, honestly, I think it'd be so cool. I mean, it'd be so cool if I kind of want OKC to get the number one pick again. Imagine him and Chet yeah. on the same floor. That would be crazy. And that'd SGA. Be stupid. 
and SGA, but I'm just think, thinking like yeah. two seven footers who can move like that would be unbelievable. Um, yeah, but yeah, they would Victor, have one of the best. They would have one of the best front courts in the league. That'd be crazy. I mean, they very well could be the worst team in the league again with Chet being getting injured in that yeah. freaking pro am, which I still don't understand why players do that. Um, but yeah, that'd be nuts if they're on the same team. Um, yeah, he's he's he he's one of the best prospects in a while. I mean, Zion he's, was a really good prospect, yeah. but he like he's just different. Zion Zion was just a good prospect just because he was so explosive and athletic. Yeah. Webin Yama's athletic. He's not as explosive as Zion, but he's just so like he's so smooth with his with his game. Too. Yeah. Zion was kind of sure. just Zion was a little reckless, just dunking over people. And yeah, and just like, not. you're in my way. I'm going to dunk over you. Yeah. Zion was like I think, a, a, a yeah. big, he, he was just a big basketball player and, and super athletic. Webb and Yama is like, he's a basketball player. Like he plays in, really yeah. well. I think that he's the best prospect since LeBron. Yeah. He, he, I mean, it, it very well could be. I mean, that was Zion when he came up. Is he a better prospect yeah. than Zion? I mean, I haven't watched I so. Webanyama a, a ton, but like in terms of just height, what he can do, um, and, and I mean, the league's going to it now. It's it's a shooting league. Like if you're a if you're a big, if you're a seven foot traditional big, like unless you're Andre Drummond, you're not going to have a job. So you yeah. need to learn. You need to learn how to shoot. Zion didn't really know know how to shoot. Like he, he just kind of posted up, dunked on people. Webanyama does it all. Like he he's ridiculous. Yeah. He's unreal. But Zion did learn um as he, once he got into the league. He he did practice his shooting. He did mm-hmm. get um a lot better. Uh he did struggle at from shooting and being at the free throw line at Duke. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he has made some pretty big strides. I I think that he has really big expectations this year. Well, yeah, I, I think he's going to be he, I think he's going to be really back. good. He might Yeah, he might he's go. back. I think I think he will be an all-star this year. Um that's how much confidence I have in him. Um but I mean, it's this this kid is ridiculous. Yeah, one minute. It's, it's actually crazy. But I mean, some of these some of these rookies coming in, I mean, there are some these past few years, I mean, there have just been some stars that have come out. And I think that even with this rookie class this year, I think that, you know, the number one overall pick in Paolo Bancaro might be a little biased here, but I think that mm-hmm. he has real good potential to be a, a pretty good star um, mm-hmm. in this league for years to come. Because I, I do kind of, Coming out of college, I kind of give him the same hype um, as Jason Tatum. You know, big guards, super athletic, really good defenders, you know, top three picks. Obviously, both of them would have, if Boston didn't trade their pick, they still were going to pick him at one. So yeah, yeah, they were going with um, him no matter what. Yeah, Paulo, Paulo is the best uh, ready now guy that's a rookie. Yeah. Um, I think Jabari Smith has the best upside. Um, he's yeah. easily he the best the, shooter in the, the draft. He has the biggest, yeah, he has the highest ceiling. He has the highest ceiling. He's the best shooter in the draft in the seven foot. Like, he, he's not, like, I guess we can compare him to Victor Webanyama. He, he's not 
him. Um, but but the similarities are there. Like very good shooter. Um, he's not gonna uh, attack like Webinyama. He's, I mean, his comp was Kevin Durant, so though, so that's yeah. a pretty good comp. Um, he needs to his ball handling needs to improve. Um, and then he he'll be really good. I don't think he'll be you know an all star in the first two to three seasons. But if he man, if he he learns how to put it on the deck and and handle the ball, he he's gonna be unbelievably good. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, not a super deep rookie class. You have Paulo, you have Jabari. Um, I, I we just kind of randomly just float into the NBA, which is fine because I think, yeah. that, I mean, we won't, we won't have another episode until the NBA starts because it starts on Tuesday, right? Yeah. We won't yeah, have so another we won't, one to Wednesday. We won't have so. one. Um, so I guess we can, can start to, to talk about it and we'll probably talk about it more on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, I mean, Victor Webinyama is, it should be the first overall pick, um, you know, and then the other kid that was in that game, I can't, yeah, what was, I, I was for the, for the, since I started the conversation, I've been trying to think of his name and I can't remember it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name (laughs) because again, I don't, oh, Scoot Henderson, is that who it was? That that rings a bell. So yeah, I feel like I don't that. I don't know the because he's a G League Ignite guy. I don't I don't know the yeah. Ignite guys. All I know are the the guys coming into college. <clears throat> which speaking of that, Duke is three of the top four guys, which is which is unreal. Um, none of them will go first overall. Duke's no. weird, and actually, yeah, Duke's gonna be weird this year because they're so young. Um, yeah, that's we, true. Uh, we can talk about college basketball when it when it comes time. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, about exactly. What well, I'm I'm glad. I actually hold on. Time out. One little thing about college basketball because we're on it, and and um and I was gonna mention this anyways. Um, I I have an issue. I am scrolling through Twitter, and because of the stuff that I like and retweet and follow and stuff. I'd say 90% of the things that I see have something to do with college basketball. And I have a major issue with preseason awards. I, I just, I hate them. I don't know if college, college football do that too. Like preseason ACC player of the year, or preseason. Yeah. No, Not really. It's really just Heisman. Okay. So college basketball has to stop with that. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little upset about it because like, like, who cares? Who cares? Today I saw Jalen Wilson preseason all Big 12. Like, okay, awesome. You know who's the preseason player of the year in the Big 12 last year? Remy friggin' Martin, and he averaged like seven points a game. So none of these preseason awards matter, even though, I mean, he, he was. He, uh, he, he, was, went he was off massive. in the tournament. Yeah, he, he was their turning point, and, and if they didn't have him, they don't win the national championship. Um, but he was like he wasn't even close to, to being the national or the the Big Twelve regular season player of the year. And then the the preseason freshman of the year, like I, I saw that too today. Big Twelve freshman player of the year, Keontae George, which it is probably going to be him because he's really really good. But he hasn't played a single minute. How like how do you how can you say something like that? Like congratulations to Keontae George for winning. Uh, preseason freshman of the year like wow he didn't do anything he literally hasn't done anything 
and he already has yeah. like, I just don't understand. It makes no sense. I don't like him. I, I don't care. Like if, if someone wins, it's like, wow, great. Nobody cares. You haven't done anything yet this season. So yeah, I, I, I vote to stop with the preseason awards because it's just another meaningless thing that just gets media attention for no reason. I, I just don't like them. No, I, I would agree. I would agree with you. Um, cause there is a lot of talks, um, about college basketball for that. I don't really see a whole lot of talks other than obviously pros is a lot different because mm-hmm. other, other than rookie of the year, every other player has basically proven themselves. Obviously rookie of the year, you don't have, it's kind of a shot in the dark, but there are some candidates, um, that have a really good chance of being great. Yeah. But yeah. Um, one more thing about college where I'm going to transfer over to football. Um, I really love how Oklahoma decided here. I'm going to send them to you. How Oklahoma Oklahoma decided to wear these ridiculously awesome jerseys just so that they can lose to Kansas's backup. Oh yeah, that's like, they, they, these. Uh, these are so nice. Like, look at that. Awesome. Those are awesome. those are clean. Right, those the Jayhawks so are going to to Oklahoma this week. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't look like they're gonna have a starting quarterback. So yeah, I know Jalen. Oh, that's uh, I saw that today. Freaking a verified Twitter account posted or said something about Jalen Daniels being out for the season, and then out for the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then two um here. I want to see the see if I can find it. Yeah. Zach Boyer, Kansas QB Jalen Daniels expected to, to miss the rest of the season. He's he tweeted this yesterday. Expected to miss the rest of the season with a grade three separation of his right shoulder per sources. Zach Boyer, who is a verified Twitter account um with eight thousand followers, is followed by Kansas football. Like and he said that. And then Two or three players, uh, Kansas football players, commented on this and said, news to me, or, or like, this isn't true. And then Jalen Daniels himself quote tweeted it and said, uh, what did he say? He said, sheesh, that's news to me. So I don't know what the heck is going on with his injury. Um, I assume he won't be back uh, for this game. I don't think, I hope he's not out for the year because I really liked watching him play. Um, but yeah, I don't know what his deal is. Um, although the 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 backup Jason Bean didn't even look that bad. He he was slinging yeah. against TCU, um, and TCU's a, a really really good team. So I I don't know. I yeah. I think it'll be a good game. I think Oklahoma will uh, f- figure it out a little bit. Um, I don't know if I have a prediction on who I think is going to win because I haven't watched enough college football this year. But just knowing the yeah. the history and prestige of Oklahoma in Oklahoma as well, backup quarterback. Like, I mean, I think it'll be a fine game. I I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah. I also, uh, I don't know what's up with Dylan Gabriel. I don't even know if he's playing. I don't even know who that is. Is he their quarterback? Is Oklahoma quarterback? Yes. It's annoying because he's a lefty and I hate lefties. So would it be a good thing if he's out? No, I mean, no, but like <laughs> he, he's, I, I mean, I do like him. He can toss the rock pretty well. Um, toss the rock. But I mean, ugh, just, 
not a fan of the I mean, they beat, they beat Kent State, they beat Nebraska, and then Kansas State, TCU, Texas, L. L. Mm-hmm. L. Texas 49. Not a great start for them. Barf in my mouth. No, they are so bad. Um, I don't really have any expectations for them for the rest of the year. So, you know, whatever happens, happens. I don't really care. Um, that's really all I have to say about them. They're a bunch of bums. They're wearing some Heat jerseys this year. Not not the Miami Heat. Just, like, they're really cool. Um, That'd be weird if they just all their new uniform was just yeah. Heat jerseys. They pull them. Yeah, yep. they're all just wearing Jimmy Butler jerseys. That'd be kind of <laughs> cool. Not that would be all right. That would be that would be so weird. Imagine football players with tank top jerseys with their pads on. Yeah, dude, the, the shoulder pads would just be flying. That would be weird. That'd be yeah, weird. that would be weird. Yeah. All right. So now I feel like we can kind of close it up. We can head over to some picks. We got three yeah. Let's of go. Them. Well, let's go to picks and then we can end with MLB because I want to talk a little bit about. Yeah. Players. Yeah. Yeah, Let's we definitely do want to talk a little Let's bit go about with that. Picks. Because yeah, and we can and we, we can talk about it because we won't be able to on Thursday. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So first one, it's looking to me the game of the week. Um, it's the revenge game for Josh Allen and the Bills. Um, obviously, I mean, it's kind of the revenge game, but it also kind of isn't because the Buffalo has had Kansas City's uh, number in the regular season they can't really beat them in the playoffs so that's really when the revenge game is going to happen um, but nonetheless this is still going to be you know a really good game so who, who you got in that one um i think who's home is it is buffalo is it in buffalo check no that's it's in question. kansas city um it is okay interesting I don't know why I asked that question because I'm still going to go Buffalo. Um, I think <laughs> that, uh, I mean, we talked about it earlier, that the Chiefs played a, a tough, close game against the Raiders, who are 1-4, and four, um, and really don't know what they're doing out there. Um, and, and I think, realistically, if you're, you game plan against Travis Kelsey, you don't really have to game plan for anyone else because that's the only person that Mahomes is, is really going to look at, especially in the red zone. Um, and I think the Bills have the the dudes defensively to um, shut down someone like Travis Kelsey. Um, and you know, after seeing that for five games now, they'll they'll game plan uh, against it. Um, and the Bills are just rolling. You know, they they had their one loss against Miami, which was tough, just a, a, a bad game overall. Um, and then they come out and respond and, and beat uh, beat Pittsburgh by freaking 117. Well, beat they beat they beat Baltimore first and then beat Pittsburgh by 117. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just gonna go Bills. I, I think they're you know a, a really good team. So yeah, um, Chiefs coming off a short week. Obviously, they played on Monday. Um, I feel like this is a really good opportunity for the Bills to sort of gain ground in order to finally host a, uh, a playoff game against Kansas city, because obviously that could lead to a whole new ball game. Um, and I feel like winning this week is really their first step into really getting that advantage and getting home field and hopefully beating the chiefs later in the year most likely in the AFC championship game. 
So I'm definitely going Bills. Brian said that he picks the Chiefs. Um, I haven't gotten a response from Nick yet, but just to make it even, I'm gonna give him the Chiefs. I also think okay. that he was going. He was. I also think that he was gonna go Chiefs. Um, just because he's been talking a whole lot about Patrick Mahomes, um, mm-hmm. and how good he is, and how on. Honestly, Patrick Mahomes has like kind of been kind of gotten underrated, which is crazy. Yeah, he's, like you he never is... think that Patrick Mahomes has ever gotten underrated. No. But I mean, he's the best quarterback in the league. Well, um, that's what I'm actually. That's what happens when the things that you do that are absurd are just routine. Like the, yeah. the, I the forget play what, against what, Tampa. Yeah. Like it, it was crazy. Down the goal line. It was crazy, but I didn't see it really on anything because it's like, Oh, that's another Patrick Mahomes play. Like, yeah, I saw it on, on, you know, a few things, but it wasn't reposted literally everywhere because it's, uh, oh, it's Patrick Mahomes. He did another play that he usually does. Like, that's what happens when you're so good. Like plays like that are just like whatever plays because you do them yeah. so often. Yeah. I'm actually going to bring us uh, up a stat now just because Ooh, talking about how, just talking about how underrated Patrick Holmes is now um, leads me into this. Obviously I'm a big Justin Herbert guy. Um, Jay Herbert. I love him. Jay I, I think he's, I think he's going to be an MVP at some point in his career. Uh, just not yet. Um, I, now know that I will not, I will always pick the Chiefs to win the AFC West until proven <laughs> otherwise. Um, yeah. But Patrick Mahomes has a better career win percentage than Justin Herbert, obviously, but he has a better career win percentage at uh, 571, 12 and nine when trailing by 10 points than Justin Herbert has overall. Huh. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. Well, I mean, so that the one thing about that is it's because they were always able, he's always been able to give them that big play. And yeah. most of the time it came on the receiving end of, of Tyreek Hill and they don't have him anymore. So uh, like I'm yeah. wondering, you know, close games later in the year, or even in the playoffs, if that is going to be a record um, or his record is is going to stay like that because he has limited options that he can go to on, on a big play like that. So, um, you know, that, yeah. a lot of that is him because he's the one who, who makes the play and throws the ball, but a lot of that is Tyree Kill, and they don't have that anymore. So we'll see what, what happens with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see, next pick. Uh, I kind of already know where you're going to, where you're going to go on this one, but. Uh, we got Cowboys Eagles, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go with the yeah, uh, the guy My who's fly, baby. right behind you. I do think that this will be a tough test for them. Dallas has been, um, really good with Cooper Rush. Uh, uh you know, surprisingly, um, you know the the Rams aren't very good, two and three, and then they beat the Giants. Um, and he beat the the the. Uh, Bengals. I mean, he's three and zero this year, so he he has been playing really well. That defense, which I never thought I'd say about a Dallas Cowboys defense, but the defense has been really, really good. Uh, Micah Parsons is just continuing to be one of the best defensive players in the league. Um, but I think the Eagles are just too good. I think you know, offensively, they're too dynamic with Hurts and 
Brown and, you know, Miles Sanders has, has been pretty good. He's top five in rushing yards this year. Um, so I think there's too complete of a team to, to lose this game. Yeah. Um, I got the Eagles as well, but I do want to add something about the Cowboys defense. Um, specifically Trayvon Diggs, because obviously last year he was, oh, he had all these picks, but he was getting burnt every single week. Um, obviously let up a big play to Cooper Cup last week, but I mean, who can actually cover Cooper Cup? Uh, the answer is zero. Zero people can. Um, so, I mean, obviously he hasn't had as many picks, but he hasn't let up as many yards. He's been a lot better at coverage. Um, obviously he does get some picks. He's a, he's a ball Hawk, um, on a 50, 50 ball. I would definitely lean more towards him. Um, he's definitely a great, I mean, uh, for a defensive guy, he's definitely a, a great receiver. Um, uh, I get on 50, 50 ball, stuff like that. Um, but overall he's just been much better in coverage. Um, I've been very surprised. I feel like a lot of people have. So mm-hmm. overall, I mean, he's been playing a lot better and this whole defense as a, as a unit has been, been pretty solid. Well, yeah. And, uh-huh. and one quick thing, when it comes to Trayvon Diggs, that's a trade-off that everyone talks about. Like he, he wasn't very good in coverage last year, but he led the NFL in interceptions and had, um, you know, I, I can't remember <clears throat> like the exact number and, and. I think it might've there... been like 11 or. And wasn't there something like attached to it? Like it was the most interceptions uh, by a single player in the NFL since whatever, like yeah. it had been a long time. Like he had, he yeah. had a lot of interceptions is the bottom line. Um, but that's the trade-off, you know? So this year he he's getting a little bit better in coverage dropping or not dropping interceptions, but he's not, um, you know, picking the ball off more, you know, that's the trade-off that people are talking about when, you know, you bring up him being overrated or underrated, um, it is a trade-off, you know, and, and that's why you don't see guys like Jalen Ramsey have massive interception totals. It's because they're better in coverage. So, you know, it is a trade-off yeah. and, and and it's clear that he is uh, favoring coverage a little bit more this year than he did last year. Yeah. And the only time that there's really been a big, um, you know, really, really good in coverage and also got a decent amount of interceptions was the only time that a player's gotten a corner has gotten defensive player of the year um, in a few years. And that was Stefan Gilmore. Um, he was obviously the best coverage guy, um, but he also got a decent amount of picks. That's really the only year that, that there wasn't a, you know, there wasn't any give in a player. And that's just, I mean, that's the only time that I remember that a corner won defensive player of the year. So obviously it's tough. But I think that this, the way that Trayvon Diggs is playing is a lot better. Obviously, picks are great, but, you know, getting burnt is much, it's, it's worse to get burnt than it is good to get an interception. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's the best way that I can say it. But yeah. he's definitely been she a lot better. Perfectly. Cool. Um, but obviously you could just tell by the general audience who was saying that he was awful last year. Me, um, has been a lot quieter about him. So, you know, shout out, shout out Trayvon. You were a Trayvon hater last year. I don't remember. Oh, I was, I was, I was probably about the top five Trayvon hater in 
in the entire continental United States. I was a Trayvon backer. Yeah, I I thought that he was. I thought he was like a bottom. I I was. I pulled a Brian. Okay, someone who was really good, and he was just like, no, he's bottom five. Bottom five. Well thing with brian is lamar's won an mvp and he <laughs> is i wouldn't say he's on track to win it again this year but he is very much in the conversation um yeah. and he's just is continuing to die on that hill so at least you're you know looking back brian's just being stubborn and doesn't want to admit yeah well especially in i don't want to say our like space of you know talk but in a lot of people that talk about sports, you are wrong most of the time. So I feel like when you are wrong, obviously, I didn't say that he was going to be bad for years to come. I just kind of ended it at he didn't have a great season as yeah. he didn't have as good of a season as some people thought he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, he has improved. Um, and there's a, a really big difference just in the lack of production with him. Um, And that's a good thing. Lack of production from receivers um, when they go up against him. So, you know, kudos to him. I was obviously a big hater last year, but I don't love him because he's on the Cowboys and the Cowboys are stupid. (laughs) Um, I also pick, I also gave Brian the Cowboys because not only did he say it, but I was going to give it to him anyways, because I don't know if you could tell, but Brian is a Cowboys fan. We all know it. I really don't know where that that came from. I don't know where it came from. He likes the Cowboys. Act no, he loves the Cowboys. I don't understand how someone can like the Cowboys. Um, I I think Brian just likes being fans of teams that people hate. Um I don't know, maybe that's his thing. You do you. Um, I mean, to be but, fair, it is kind of fun. Like we're Red Sox fans, we're Celtics fans, yeah. like it is kind of fun. You're a Patriots fan. I and sort of a Patriots fan. It You're is just fun. a football fan. I am a football fan. Honestly, I'm becoming more of that. I'm I'm becoming more of that as well. I mean, that's now that the Patriots aren't going out and winning Super Bowls, it's just more fun to be a fan of the entire NFL. Like right now, I'm a baseball fan since the Red Sox are out. Yeah, yeah. Which we can. And get it's to always after. good to have. Yeah, after this last pick, I don't know here. All right. I'm going to give the Cowboys heads in the Eagles tails. This is for, uh, Oh, you didn't even pick. pick yet. Oh, Oh, Nick's pick. Well, Nick's this, pick. Nick's now this is for Nick because he didn't answer because he's a bum. <laughs> this one game we've been okay. on for so long. Yeah. So what was it? Heads is Eagles tails. Is Cowboys. I think that's what I said. I'm rolling with it anyways. Well, yeah. Hey Siri. Heads or tails. Mm-hmm. Tails. Tails. All right, he's going to the Cowboys. All right. That's fine. We we split them up again, so that's fine. Yeah, we split them up, so hopefully the two idiots that did decide to show up get them wrong, or else mm-hmm. we're going to be the only two on the podcast looking like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> and all right, next one is lock of the week. Yeah, uh, we talked about this off air before we started. Um. I just want to look at them real quick one more time. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think the easy one is is the Packers. You know, I, I I get the Jets are three and two, but they're still the Jets, and they have to go into Lambeau. That's that's not a recipe for success. 
Um, Green Bay is coming off a, a tough loss against New York, um, but I, I just can't see Rodgers dropping two in a row to, to – I can't see Rodgers dropping back-to-back New York games. I just can't see it. Yeah, There's no, no that's very that true. Happens. I was going to try to, you know, be fancy and pick the Chargers over the Broncos on Monday night, but lock of the week isn't about being fancy. It's about being right, and I'm going to go with the uh, – not the Chargers, the Packers. Yep. Couldn't have said that any better coming from two people that are one and two in lock of the weeks. You just gotta be right. I I don't just gotta be right. That that doesn't sense. Yeah, exactly. Stupid bills. And who else? Some other stupid team. Lock of the week. Lock of the week. I got that right. Who's the other lock of the week? Maybe I didn't write it down. Oh, it was the Bengals and the bills. So I hate you guys. Um, my lock of the week is the Rams. Uh, pretty self-explanatory. They play the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I was looking at that one too, but the Rams scare me. Like they just lost to Dallas. I don't. I, I don't yeah, think they'll lose they that do. game. I think. I think they'll handle that game, but I think the Packers are more of a safe team. Yeah, that's still. Yeah, that I still did. Is a, a decent game. Yeah. Um. I just wanted to go. I wanted to go different team. I didn't want to go Packers as well. You know, we both did that last week. It was kind of, I kind of did it last week just to, you know, annoy Brian. So speaking of but Brian, this... share with, share with the listeners, the, uh, the surprising lock of the week pick that our, our co-host Brian oh O'Donnell chose. You are You're... never going to believe this. Yeah, this is gonna... the most unbiased pick. It's going to blow the doors all... off. Time. blow like, the doors off it literally blew my i don't have any socks i it blew my socks off okay <laughs> there i i don't have any on it's crazy um he picked the new england patriots no way. oh my no god way. <laughs> no that doesn't even make any sense the browns are two and three just like the patriots again it's a lock of the week that the patriots are going into cleveland not that cleveland's some massive you know away stadium that that you know, teams fear, but it's still an away game. Like you're not, you're not home. Um, and they have the best running back in the league. Like, uh, I, I don't understand how he chose this. I mean, actually, I do because it's Brian, it's the Patriots. But I mean, fair enough. He can pick it if he wants. You know, he's just not gonna. He's just gonna continue. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, he is in last place. That that's all I'm gonna say about it. Yeah, he is in last place. All right, and once again, Nick did not answer. So, give him, um, what I did. Give, so there are 14 games there. I I'm going to do this. There are 14 games. Therefore there are 28 teams playing. Um, obviously on ESPN, all the games are listed. Um, and basically whichever, I'm just going to do a random number generator one through 28, whichever one lands, I'm going to scroll down, whichever number that it matches with. Um, that's the team that he's going with. So he got number eight. So that Uh-oh. is two, four, six. Oh, he got the Packers. I'm doing it again. <laughs> what? No. Well, okay, fine. 20, okay, hold on. 24. He got 24. If it's a really four, bad team, six, just go eight, back to Packers. 16, 18, 20, 22, 24. It's the Chiefs, which he picked. Yeah, give him the Chiefs. He picked the Chiefs. Give him the Chiefs. Give yeah. Him the Chiefs. Dang it! I was really hoping Perfect. he got like Pittsburgh against Tampa or like. <clears throat> yeah, I was really hoping that. Yeah, 
some something along those lines. I kind of wish, I kind of wish he got the Jets. <laughs> that one's so funny. J-E-T-S, or Jets, I wish Jets, he got, Jets. I wish he got one or two, just so that mm-hmm. uh, the his lock of the week could have been in the hands of either the Commanders or the Bears. <laughs> uh, that'd been funny. In a very very sloppy Thursday night football game. Oh, that's tomorrow. Who cares? Um, I will be watching. I was going to say, I will be watching baseball tomorrow. Wait, no, there are no games. Oh, there are. Okay, thank God. I was going to be watching (laughs) games tomorrow. I was just looking at it. Um, Great segue into baseball. Now, baseball, again, we haven't uh, podcasted since the playoffs started. Um, The Red Sox are unfortunately not in it, which doesn't matter to some people. It does. I mean, it does matter to me. I I, I would love yeah. that. That's the one thing because that, that because does last I, year was so legendary. I was gonna I mean, say wild card I, game. I've just been seeing you know my my memories on on my photos or Snapchat and then all over Twitter. Everyone's like one year ago today, and it's you know the wild card game or Christian Vasquez's walk off. I'm like, dang it! Like the, I, I wish it was postseason baseball for the Red Sox. That was so fun last yeah. year. But it was what are you gonna it do? It was legendary. What are you gonna do? You can watch the other teams play, which is just as fun for some people. Other people not as fun. Um but I enjoy watching playoff baseball regardless of who's in it. Um and clearly I'm not good at picking who's gonna win the series because yeah. I was 0-4. Um <laughs> I, you know wild card series are are short three games like a weird construct this year um i'm not sure if i like it yet um but we'll have to see i kind of have to let it digest a little bit it is different um you know like those wild card series just it felt like a ds like it felt like a division series. it It didn't feel like the wild card now the world series can go up until like november 15th yeah which is fine with me because my two sports that i follow the most and like watching the most are baseball and college basketball and it intertwines perfectly to where baseball leads right into college basketball and then college basketball ends and it leads right into baseball so it's a great continuous cycle um but mid-november is a little late for the world series um and it's weird to say it's weird to say that the wild card um you know format is odd even though this was the wild card format Twelve years ago, twelve for fifteen years, something like that. It, it, yeah. it, the the one game wild card wasn't there for long, but that's just all we remember because through our prime watching, our prime baseball watching years, that's all we knew. Um, so it yeah, is a exactly. little weird, and, and it did feel like a DS. But um, as I was saying, with the with the three game series and the wild card, anything really can happen. Like it's it, it's a best of two. Um, and so you know if if series went uh into into you know five um or or even seven game series i think we see different outcomes i think you know the better teams cuz i think there were few better teams that won um i think overall the mets are, are were a better team than the padres but when <laughs> When you're yeah, same when thing the highest, with, same thing with the Cardinals. Same thing with the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are a better team than the Phillies. Um, I thought at the time that the Blue Jays were a better team than the Mariners. I think the Mariners are just a better team now um, that I've seen them uh, play in the playoffs. We'll we'll get to that Astros game a little bit later when we 
you know, go past the wild card. Um, and then I think the Guardians are a better team than the Rays. The Rays didn't have a great season. Um, yeah. They they had a bunch of injuries, wandered in play. Um, their pitching staff was a, a little bit off. Um, they still don't have Glasnow, who hasn't pitched since like 2016, which is an exaggeration, but but yeah, yeah. In a while. it's been a long time. Um, but the Mets, like that, that to me was the most surprising. Um, they had they had home field because advantage. of their one two punch. They had yeah, they, they had their home field advantage, and they have a pitcher who's on the biggest right. Is it uh um average annual value it's the highest per year yeah per, per year because in mlb he's at what history. like 40 he's at what like 43 something, something like that. absolutely absurd and he he goes and lets up seven earned runs in a wild card yeah. game like are you uh, like what that's that's pathetic that's really yeah. bad and then you know for the mets to only score one like i mean when you let up seven you're already defeated um but you yeah. know, their offense only scores one and then they score seven and then they get shut out in game three uh, by Musgrove, who who shoved one yeah. hit the entire game for the Mets. Um, I, I feel bad because um, I, I've never had any ill will against the Mets. Um, we, you know, Mets fans and Red Sox fans share the common thread of hating the Yankees, I guess. Every MLB team hates the Yankees, but especially the Mets and the Red Sox. So I've never, you know, hated the Mets. I've kind of the Mets are on that same pedestal as the Knicks. Um, I, I've yeah. never hated. I've never hated them. I've just felt bad because uh, all their fans know is pain, and you know it really shouldn't be that way <laughs> yeah. because because they're in New York in a big market. Um, and I thought I really thought this was their year. You know, they again, like you said, they have the one-two punch. The lineup was phenomenal. Pete Alonso was back to 2019. Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil won the batting title. Nimmo played really well. Uh, Lindor is a you know borderline top five shortstop in in the game. If you know, if you really think about it, especially with the injuries at the shortstop position this year. Um, and then you know their bullpen. They have the best closer in baseball. So. Their lineup and and roster was really good this year, and I, I did think that they were gonna be able to do some damage. But you know, it, what really killed them was the Braves just being a, a powerhouse um, and taking that division back. And then as soon as that division was taken, it kind of fell apart for the Mets. So I feel bad. While I feel bad for the Mets, I think they'll be back. I hope they're back because you know I, I like the Mets. I'm fine with the Mets. Yeah, um, I'd like to see them. Yeah, there's, there are a bunch of New York teams because there are so many that I'm just indifferent about. Like I, I don't love them. I don't really hate them. It's the same thing. It's, you know, the Mets, like you said, the Mets and the Knicks. Um, and then obviously hockey, hockey is different. Um, I don't really hockey, hate hockey. the Rangers or the or the Islanders. The Islanders are just weird. Um, and then up until it's all the, you know, three... it's all the the Islanders, Mets, and Knicks. It's all the blue orange colored New York teams. That yeah, just like, they're just there. Like no one really, no one really hates them, you know. And if you're a fan of them, you want to jump off the Empire State Building. Um, they're just you know, they're all they all have something in common that way. Yeah, and it's the same thing with the pre Josh Allen two thousand Bills. Um, because they were so bad, I didn't, I didn't really Although care they're about a little, them. I didn't really They're a little bit them. different. 
They're a little bit yeah, different they are. because because the Mets and especially the Knicks are in big mar like Buffalo's not a big yeah, market. Yeah, Buffalo's different. They, yeah, New York Mets City spe- is. I was going to say the Mets in a because spe- the Mets have the Yankees, whatever. But if you can't go to the Yankees, you know, the Mets are, aren't a bad option either because it's in New York. But the Knicks are in the Madison Square Garden. Like that thing gets sold out regardless of how good the team is. So that's a massive market. And they've just not been able I feel to do like anything. It's, I mean, them and LA are the two biggest markets in, yeah. in the US. So, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like when you add in, you know, I feel like the Knicks with Madison Square Garden, I mean, that's obviously a great place. I feel mm-hmm. like that has to be the biggest market in the NBA. Obviously, the Lakers have more yeah. titles. Um, and obvi- now they have LeBron, but they've obviously had, you know, Kobe, Magic, Kareem, you know, all those guys, Jerry West. Um, they've had all those players that kind of bring up the market, but I feel like, New York by itself is a market of its own. It doesn't really need to be carried by any players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, I mean, that's, it should be a place that a lot of players want to go. Um, and it should be a pretty successful team, but they, they mm-hmm. never really seem to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But back on the Mets, I think they will be fine in the future. It does stink to it does it does stink and kind of feels like a waste of a 100 win season um but i think they'll be fine if they return all their guys which they should maybe you know maybe nimo goes but whatever um you know i think edwin diaz stays and they'll have that same core so i think they'll be fine again um it's really just the braves man they 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 got to they got to beat the braves out for that division cuz Right now, the Braves are, are cooking. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think they'll be fine. In terms of um the other series, Mariners, really good series in in uh in Toronto. Uh, Luis Castillo had a really really good game. Um, seven and a third with only six hits, no earned runs. Um, and then and then game two was just unreal. That comeback. Um, the Blue Jays looked like they were going to tie that series and they'd have to play um, a game three, but then four in the eighth, and then that one in the ninth by Adam Frazier for Seattle pushed them over the edge. Great comeback by by Seattle. Um, and, and I'm happy about it. I, I, I love... Whoa, Robo Luke. Um, I am a big fan of the, the Mariners. Um, I, I think, you know, they, they deserve it, really. Um, do I sound like a robot to you? Uh, you did it for a little bit there, but I tend to have really bad internet, so I don't know if it's me okay. or you. Because well, I, I could hear it for a little bit, too, but I, I think I'm fine right now. I think I'm good. Yeah, you're fine um, now. I, but I personally, I thought it was me because my internet's always the one. You know, it's usually robot. Yes, Andrew. I know. It's, it used to it's be ro- It used to be. It used to be it's robot amazing. Nick. Um, that was that was for a while. Um, well, first it started with me because all of my, like when we when we were were on house party, we just recorded all of my stuff was just white noise and then it went to robot <laughs> nick and robot andrew and yeah it's basically yeah, what it's you. been since i got you so, but, um yeah. but obviously you know we 
I I got the gist, even if I could hear every couple words. Yeah, the gist the gist was great comeback by the Mariners. Um, yeah, big collapse by the Blue Jays. Uh, I think I think like the Mets, the Blue Jays will be fine. The Blue Jays are, are a very young team, and um, you know they'll be back. But that was just a rough series for for Toronto getting shut out in Game One, and then having them come back in Game Two. Very yeah. similar to the Phillies and the Cardinals. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe that first game. You're up three nothing, or sorry, two nothing, because they scored one in the bottom. Two nothing going into the ninth inning, completely, completely just dominated and shut down um, that offense. I think they only had was that two two hits, maybe three hits in the first eight innings or so. Um, and then they score six runs in the ninth. Like I, I, I don't understand. I'm, I'm very upset. Um, you know, great career by Albert Pujols. I wish that, you know, he was able to play some more postseason baseball. Um, cause I, I really liked the Cardinals this year and, and thought it'd be a great story if they had gone further than they did. Um, but you can't, you just can't let up six runs can't it does it and then that just set the tone for the next game where they got shut out and and really didn't show up in game two they, they just didn't really want to be there i mean albert went two for four but their big guys goldschmidt oh for four arenado oh for four brendan donovan oh for four uh dylan carlson pinch hit but he uh he didn't do anything tommy edmund oh for three like they just didn't show up that plain and simple the cardinals didn't show up and the phillies um did to an extent um really only hitting one inning in that last in that first game um but but yeah rough rough going for st louis and then the last series uh raised guardians i mean it, it lived up i was gonna say it lived up to what it was advertised as because who the heck cares about raised guardians i mean yeah really it, it was cool you know to to end on a walk-off but zero zero for fourteen innings is really rough. Like it's a snooze fest. Like, like one, two, three, three guys in uh, on Tampa went zero for six in that game. Bunch oh my of, god! A handful of guys went one for five. Like it, it just, just a bad game. Oh, Glasnow did pitch. Wait, hold on. Did Glasnow play this year? He pitched against the Red Sox? What the heck? How many starts did he make? Oh, he only played one game. Or no, two. He played two and then the postseason. Oh, so I guess he is back. I said he wasn't back, but I guess he is. He didn't pitch that well. Or no, he he pitched fine, yeah. actually. Five innings, two hits, no earned. Five, five strikeouts. But yeah, that, that Rays Guardian series was exactly as advertised. Um, very boring. Not much offense. Four total runs scored in the two games. Um, which I guess if you like dominant pitching, it's a good series for you. But me personally, I could care less. I like seeing home runs and runs. Um, but yeah, very boring series. Um, better team won. That's pretty much all I have to say about about that series. Um, do you have yeah. anything other to say about the wild card round? Um. Yeah. Really, the only thing I have to say is that the Mets are the first team in, in MLB history to win 100-plus games in the regular season and not make the divisional series. 
Really? That is that's Last true. Big Mets. Yeah. First 100 plus win team wow. to not make it to the divisional series. Wow. That's that is that's, that's the Mets crazy. That that's the Mets gonna met. Yep, um, Mets are indeed gonna met. They're gonna set some certain. records. Yeah, but I mean going rough. on to if we want to start onto the divisional round now, obviously, you know. One did happen, but you had a really good chance of three out of the four teams that were underdogs starting off going up in the series 1-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm, definitely. Cleveland couldn't couldn't come through. Um, obviously, Seattle, uh, big, big L. Um, that was almost – I mean, the door was closing. The, the door in the industrial refrigerator was closing, but then – the Astros just opened it up, um, grabbed yeah, the Mariners out that. of the out of the industrial refrigerator, threw them out, and they hopped in, shut the door, and they ran away with a one zero lead. Yeah, they need to put their their red meats and chicken in the in the fridge. Um, yeah, that game was upsetting. Um, it was the, the Mariners Especially played so well. From, yeah, go ahead for sure. Oh, I was just saying, coming from basically everyone other than an Astros fan, because we all hate them. Um, yeah. It was very yeah. upsetting. Um, they, Yeah. Just playing a, a really, really good game. They got, uh, um, they got all over Verlander early. Uh, he only pitched four innings left, 10 hits and six earned runs, really bad performance for um, what's likely to be the, the uh, AL Cy Young award winner, yeah. which I'm a little upset about because if he didn't exist, Dylan Cease probably would have gotten it. And that was my preseason yeah. pick back in April. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, pretty proud of that, but he's not going to win it after all. Uh, but yeah, they chased him out of that game. Um, I, actually, Jay I wouldn't Rod say is a beast. Yeah. J- Julio Rodriguez. And I said this a few months ago, like I, I wish he was on the Red Sox. He's, he's not only just like so good. He's so fun to watch too, because he really does it all. Sure. He plays, he plays a, fantastic center field he's extremely fast and he's just he's just a very good baseball player like you you don't see that often guys coming up um and they're good two strike hitters but both of his hits he was two for four yesterday three runs he walked um had two rbis he had that triple and that double um and both of them were were off of two strikes um, you know, and, and I, if I'm not mistaken, both in both at bats, the second strike was swinging and he was kind of swinging out of his shoes, which that's what happens when you're a young player. You tend to swing out of your shoes a lot um, and, and kind of chase pitches. But but that's not really what he does. He he kind of thrives off of two strike hitting um, and especially in the playoffs. I, I think that's huge for a young player. Uh, he he's just gonna be so good for so long. I have a feeling, and I really like watching him play. Like the Mariners, the Mariners, you know, he he's not on Mike Trout level, but they bet like it's a very similar situation. Smaller market team, um, they kind of have to go after it <clears throat> sooner rather than later before they dig themselves into an angel's hole that they can't dig themselves out of. Um, so I wouldn't. You know, I, I would approach this differently than the Angels have, and kind of, kind of go for it now instead of waiting, um, because they they have a they have a superstar already, and, and he he yeah. he's really good right now. And I feel like it's it's a really easy decision for both sides because it's a really good young player who has 
talent out of the wazoo who has he checks all the boxes for being great for a really really long time and it would basically be helping himself out obviously by sending a massive deal for a lot of years and it also helps that he would be playing on a team that you know is not can't really be hated you know it's a really fun team to watch a lot of a lot of people a lot of people root for them. You know, it's an easy team to root for just because they obviously with the drought, they haven't been around at all. Um, it's just a, a pretty cool small market team with a really, really good young star. Um, and it kind of, it kind of really um, helps, you know, the Mariners not only become a little bit bigger of a, of a market for more players to, to, you know, want to sign there, but, Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a really fun team that a lot of people will want to root for. It and is. I feel like that benefits both sides really, really well. Yeah. Um, but moving on, back into the actual game, <laughs> Scott Service. Um, I, so I'm a big proponent for analytics. Um, I think that they are very helpful. I think that's where not only the game of baseball is shifting, but all sports really are, are shifting that way because um, numbers do tell a good story. They don't tell the the, the whole story. You know, like I'm not um, in favor to the extent of pulling your uh, pitcher that's rolling in a World Series game after, I forget where, where Kevin Cash pulled Snell, but you get what I'm saying. Like the, I, I wouldn't have done that. Like there's still some situation reading that needs to happen. Um, but I'm a big proponent of, of analytics and, you know, the analytics would usually say you want to go lefty lefty. Um, and that's, uh, assuming that I'm assuming that's what Scott service was thinking, you know, bring in Robbie Ray. He's our best, best lefty arm starter or reliever. Um, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have him face Jordan, who's arguably a top five hitter in the MLB. Um, and you would think that'd be a good idea, except for the fact that your Don hits 22 points higher against lefties than he does righties. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know if Scott service had that information when he, he went to that or just said, look at me, I'm doing analytics, lefty, lefty, <laughs> like, n- no, that's not it. Like it, versus left-handed hitting this year. Jordan Alvarez had 198, uh, yeah, 192 plate appearances, hit 321 versus righties. He had 369, so a significantly, you know, higher sample size. But he hit 299. He hit 22 points lower against righties. So, you know, uh, I, again, I'm not in the the position to say that he made the right decision or made the wrong decision. But in terms of looking at it analytically, I would have just kept seawalled out there like I, I get he he didn't pitch particularly well he let up a uh a walk or i can't i forget how uh i'll not altuve um the nine hitter gone on it was either a walk or a hit basement yeah. um, uh hit batter and then jerry jeremy pena singles up the middle um but i would just keep him out there like jordan does worse against righties uh, again, the sample size is higher, so the batting average is going to be lower, yada, 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 whatever. But his average is higher against lefties. Um, and Robbie Ray didn't look good in his start against Toronto. He was the pitcher for that game where they had to come back. He let up, I think, six runs and in four innings or something like that. He he 
and, and he's a starter, so he needs a lot of time to get warmed up. It was just not a a very smart decision, in my opinion, to do that. Um, and again, if he was trying to think about it analytically, he thought about it incorrectly because, yeah, sure, lefty-lefty matchup, but at the same time, Jordan hits lefties better than he does righties. So I, I don't really understand the the move there, and it's unfortunate because uh, Jordan hit the ball 5,000 miles an hour into the 17th deck at Minimade. Um, so that, yeah. that was just unfortunate. Yeah. And you can also argue analytics, no analytics, lefty on lefty average against lefty average, average against righty. It's Jordan bleeping Alvarez, you know, That's, yeah, gonna, just walk him, just walk uh, yeah. him. You either I, walk him. That's you have two options in this situation. You either walk him or you pray to jesus christ because how much because okay so those are your two options yeah so when you think about it you could walk him because then you have bregman who whatever bregman's bregman he's still pretty good but he's not jordan alvarez he did jordan alvarez is a top five header but he's not he's not jordan alvarez and what like i i don't i don't know if you walk him then you get bases loaded so, so you get that tying run scoring position, but at the same time, it gives you more, more options for like a ground ball, the third, you can just touch third or, you know, I, I don't know. It just gives you options. I personally wouldn't have pitched to him. And then I would have Seawald attack Bregman, who, if I look at splits, uh, yeah, he, whoa, what? Never mind. Don't look at splits. Doesn't help my case at all. Um, but <laughs> regardless, I would have thought I would have thought Bregman would be better against right. I don't know. Lefty righty splits just uh, two seventy seven against righties, two twenty five against lefties. That doesn't make any sense at all. But whatever. Regardless, weird. regardless, Jordan Alvarez is significantly better than Alex Bregman. I would have not even bothered with Jordan. Um, and if you are going to pitch to him, don't throw right down the middle. Like that was, that was, and I have to look at it again because I, I I forgot to look at it because I couldn't remember, um, if if it was a bad pitch or if it was a bad spot. But that ball was right down the middle. Um, you can't do that. Like just pitch around the plate. Don't throw strikes, and you'll be fine. Um, uh, that's probably how I would have approached it. To be honest, don't you know intentionally walk him. But also, don't really pitch to him. Like, if you walk him, you walk him. Um, yeah, that was just right down the middle. Just right down the middle. That, you you <laughs> nice. can't do that. Right down the middle. Um, yeah. So, yeah, again, it is, to be fair, it is a tough spot. But I don't think they went about it the way that they should have. And that's one that they let slip. Like, if they're up 1-0 right now and they took one in Houston, like, that is huge. Now, if they don't take this one, they're down 2-0 going back home, and it's a whole different ballgame. Um, yeah, because you go into if – you're, if you start off a series on the road, your goal is to split. Obviously, yeah. as a team, you, you don't you, – if you win the first game, just like, oh, it's fine if we lose this game, whatever. You you're want to win, but obviously securing one win out of the two is the goal. And really that game 
if I was on the Mariners, that is super deflating for morale and just going into the next game, just like we have to basically win this game or the series is over. Yeah, it's really? a lot more, it's a lot more pressure. Um, obviously, I, honestly, I don't think that there was a whole lot of pressure going in. I feel like um, they had really nothing to lose. Um, no, and they still the don't. Series. They still don't. But yeah, it, it, they still you don't. don't um, you don't play the series to to lose. You play to to win. I know that's obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's still like you you can't really get let that slip up from you. That was just a bad yeah bad game from them, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. And then the next series, so we have that one. Um. That that was a rough start. He. Phillies Braves. That was the first game yesterday. Um, and, and it's zero zero lock, lock, locked at zero in the top of the fifth right now. Um, the Phillies have looked good so far. Uh, Matt, they, they hit Max Freed a bit. He was kind of leaving his, his curve and his slider out there. Um, Castellanos had a really, really good game three for five, three RBIs, um, and had a phenomenal catch that, that really saved the game. Um, after Matt yeah. Olson's three run home run, I think the Braves will be fine. Um, you know, it's it's zero zero right now in the fifth, so it, it's getting a little late to the game. This game, um, if they lose this one, then that'll be tough. But I, I still think they're one of the better teams. You know, they have pretty much the same exact team as they did last year. They have the top yeah. two guys, like one one of their guys, either Spencer Strider or Michael Harris, are going to win NL Rookie of the Year, and the other one is going to be the runner up. So they have two of the best rookies. Yeah in baseball and then they also have a guy named ronald acuna jr who they didn't have at all last year in the postseason um and yesterday he went three for four uh with a walk so he's on base four times so uh, i think they're still again one of the better teams in baseball um i think it's them and and the dodgers and the nl um but you know who who knows it's postseason baseball if the phillies can steal one here go 2-0 going back to to citizens bank you know, I, I think it'll be tough. I, I really don't know, but I think the Braves will be fine if they win this game. They'll they'll still win the series. It might be in five. Who knows? But yeah. I think they'll they'll be all right. Um I, I think they're just too good and, and their lineup's too deep. They have too good um of starting pitching. But we'll see. The DS series is are are also tough because they're five game series. They're not as short as wild card series. Um yeah. so you know, usually the better team does win a a DS series because it is a little bit longer, but still is only five games, best of three. Um, and baseball yeah. is just that sport where, you know, whoever's hot is going to be the yeah. best team. Um, perfect example is the Red Sox last year. They were uh, a not very good team in September, squeak into the playoffs, get hot, and and we're two wins away from the World Series. So it, it really yeah. is whoever whoever's hot um, and – you know, anything can happen, but I, but I am a believer yeah. in the Braves. I am a believer. Yeah. And I like it would them. be nice. They're a fun team. Yeah. They are a fun team. It would, I would be okay with seeing Philly win just because I did pick them for some reason to win the division this year. Yeah. Um, but you, really with, uh, the division, the division series or NL East? I picked them to win the NL East. Oh, all right. Interesting. Which is kind of interesting. I don't really know why. Um, <laughs> But I mean, I did that, so it would be it'd be kind of cool. Um, 
But yeah, overall, I mean, Dodgers, Padres, I don't really need to talk about that because that's just going to be a three-game series. Yeah. Um, I hope that Juan Soto and Machado have... Who did something? Machado homered. I'll let you know who wasn't. It it was not Fernando Tatis Jr. That's for sure. What the heck? He has issues i don't know what his deal is he does have issues he's gonna he needs to shape up or else he's gonna run out of chances he's a great talent he's gotta figure it out yeah he is but yeah i feel like and then oh and then the last series yankees guardians unfortunately i don't really think we need to talk about that either because i unfortunately think that the yankees are gonna win that and win that series um i would love the guardians win it but i just don't know it's the guardians like uh, they played in the al yeah. central the the white Sox were half a team where the white Sox were half a team all year and then you have detroit and kansas city and minnesota like it, they're just an unserious team in my opinion i i don't think that they go go far unfortunately yeah. um which sucks because Free jose I, ramirez I hate the Yankees. Yeah. Free Jose Free Ramirez, Jose. even though didn't they didn't you get locked up for like twelve more like basically for life? Let me see his contract. Probably for life. Um. Uh. Uh. Yeah, it. he's he's locked up until twenty twenty nine. So that dude ain't going nowhere. Unfortunately, he got he got sentenced to. He got seven more years of Guardians baseball. Yeah, he got he got sentenced to life in prison for being too good at baseball, basically. Yeah, uh, which is but, unfortunate for yeah. him. But yeah, yeah uh, other than that, there that's aren't about anything. It. There's nothing else to to talk about. We will hopefully. What are the What are the odds? Put put. Let's put odds on it. What are the odds we will be able to talk about any sort of baseball on Wednesday with? Um, the Pats playing the Brown coming off the Pats playing the Browns and coming off the Celtic season opener and coming off technically the Bruins season opener since they're they're playing today and Brian will get a chance to talk about them until next Wednesday. So l- let's put odds on the on the uh, the percentage odds on us talking about baseball on Wednesday. What, you what you want to know what the odds you want to you want to know? Yeah. What are they? Zero. Big old goose egg. See, I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. I think there's like a solid 10% chance. Um, the odds of us talking about baseball for more than 10 minutes uh, is zero. I will give you that. Um, but I think there's a chance. I think there, I think we'll, we'll get a chance to talk about it. If yeah, Brian doesn't yeah. like it, I can freaking kick him. Who cares? Um, <laughs> yeah, just mute him. Just yeah, play I'll the just muting mute game. I'll just mute. He hates yeah. when I do that, but it's yeah. necessary but, because wait yeah. hold on i swear to god if the, oh no, no no they play the night before okay that's good i was gonna say i swear if the celtics have a game that night i'm gonna be so upset yeah um but they don't they play yeah the they night play before, on which is good. Tuesday. and yeah. then they don't play but again on that friday sweet yeah. okay we're good. we're good on that note uh the bruins are winning three to two which is nice um don't really expect anything great from them. They're probably going to finish third in the Atlantic and then lose in the first round, um, just like they do every other year. Um, the one issue that they do have is, and it's been show, showing in this game so far, 
their three goals are by Bergeron, Pasternak, Taylor Hall. If they do not have production from their top four offensive players, they are going to be bad. Yeah, well, I was going to say that's a good thing just because we see that they are scoring goals. It's nice to have them on the um, on the board already. But yeah, I do see that point that if if no one else scores, they're going to be really bad. Yeah, um, but gonna, it's it's great too. news. Yeah, yeah. They, they do the same thing every year. I feel yeah. like that's why we don't really talk about them a whole lot. It no. is good to see Krejci. Krejci already has two assists. That's good. Um, which is which is pretty rad. So yeah, we don't we don't talk about the Bruins not because we don't like hockey. I mean, that is our fourth sport out of the four we talk about, but we don't talk about them because they do the same thing every single year. Like yep. it, it, there's no need to talk about them because you know what's going to happen. They're going to be a, a pretty good uh, above average regular season team, and then they might win a playoff series or two and then call it quits. That's what they do. Yep. They're probably going to be right around 100 points. Um Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. It all depends. Um, but yeah, they're going to be right around there. They're going to win a couple games. They're going to have a really solid goalie duo, but they have no depth. Yeah, no, no need fun. to talk about them. No need to talk about yep. them. But I mean, it's the and... same thing. It's same thing offensively and defensively. Their first line on offense and defense are great. Other than that, they are either. Weak, average or below or bad oh, or or weak stupid or bad weak stupid or bad okay so that categorizes the the second line and lower with the exception of david Krejci and taylor hall yeah um all right this has been almost a two-hour episode holy it's right hey this is this is what happens when you have things that you need to say that aren't able to be said on a normal podcast. You get a two hour episode um, because there have been a lot of, of things that we have needed to say about other NFL teams, about the MLB that just haven't been able to, to been, uh, haven't been able. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, we've been here for so long. We haven't been able to talk <laughs> yeah. in earlier podcasts because um, of conflicting issues. Um so yeah, that's what happens. But I'm fine with it. We got to talk about things that we we haven't talked about in a while, and and I enjoyed it. But yeah, we can get out of here. What are your final thoughts? Um, my final thoughts are uh, go everything except for Boston sports. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, all right. Oh, look at uh, look at the first thing on my freaking Twitter feed. Uh. Preseason All Big Twelve honorable mention Kevin McCuller. Wow, add that to the freaking basketball reference page. Jesus, who cares? Like we're doing honorable mentions for. Oh, just ban the freaking preseason awards, please. It makes no sense. I know we talked about it earlier, but it just popped up again, and it's getting frustrating. Um, That's a fact. That's my final thought. You did you say your final thought? You said something about yeah, go non Boston. Go, Boston go everything games. except for Boston sports. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, but go Pats. Go Pats. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go Pats. <laughs> there, you. Someone had to say it. Brian's not here. If someone had to say it. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that's it. Um, long episode, almost two hours. Uh, so thank you guys for for listening. Um, we will see you next week on Wednesday. Hopefully we'll get the whole gang back together. Um, we'll, we'll probably talk about the opening night of the 
NBA, some more NFL stuff, and, and hopefully if we're lucky, we can get into some more playoff baseball talk, but don't get your hopes up. Thank you guys for listening. Go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Four underscore podcast, but we will see you when we see you. Peace.